You are listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast presented by NCQA. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Inside Healthcare, NCQA's podcast. I'm Lawrence Green. Today, we feature Ashley Wisdom, founder and CEO of Health in Her Hue, to discuss her groundbreaking website and app, which connects Black women with culturally competent healthcare providers, telehealth services, and health information that centers Black women's lived experiences. Let's get started. So Ashley, please tell me a little bit about your background and what made you want to build Health in Her Hue. How did you get involved in this work? How did you, what, what inspired you to do this? Yes, yeah, so um, my background is in public health. Um, like most public health people, I um, was on the trajectory to go to medical school, but realized I didn't want to become a clinician. I wanted to affect change in healthcare from a policy standpoint. So I got my MPH. Um, first, I started off working for a community health center, and that's where I really saw the inequities in our healthcare system and moved on to work for an academic medical center, public health systems. And during my time um, at the academic medical center and while I was in grad school pursuing my MPH, I just was really, it was really jarring for me to learn about the social factors that um, result in the inequities and disparities that we see in healthcare. And I specifically wanted to create a solution that really um, improves outcomes for black women mainly because I was, I'm a black woman and also just the disparities that I saw there. I wanted to create something that brought awareness to your everyday black woman that took that information out of the ivory tower and made it um, relevant to black women, but didn't want to just stop there. I also wanted to create a solution that empowered black women as they navigate, navigate a healthcare system that really wasn't built with them in mind. Hmm. And exactly describe what is health in her hue? What, how would you describe it? Did you just tell uh-huh. me more about the company and more about the app? Yeah, so Health in Her Hue, it's a digital platform um, to connect Black women to culturally appropriate healthcare providers, telehealth services, and also health uh, evidence-based health content that centers Black women and women of color's lived experiences. Um, so right now, women can go on the platform and find a provider um, who looks like them, who they're more, like, more likely to trust. They can access our content that um, is written by clinicians and some content is written by black women just talking about their experiences navigating healthcare. Mm-hmm. And we also have a community compo- component. So if you're a black woman just looking to connect with other black women or providers to talk about specific health issues um, relevant to you, you can join our community as well. So that's that's the platform where, that's where we are now. And we're hoping to roll out telehealth services once we raise some capital to build out um, our full product. Wow. How did you go about building a database of Black um, women healthcare providers? It sounds like it seems like a large undertaking. Yes, yeah, so I started again like 2018. This has been um, a project that I've been working on for two years. I didn't. I knew I did not have the technical expertise to just build a product myself, build this technology myself. So I started off with what I could do, which is create a website think through what my mission and vision statement was to kind of hold me to that. And I started off with content, building an audience around um, content. So I I leveraged my network of black healthcare providers and asked them like, look, you're a public health professional, you're a doctor, 
can you leverage your expertise and write content in a way that is accessible and engaging to black women and women of color? And so we've been able to leverage um, social media and brought that content to black women and women of color where they're already engaging with content um, and just built an audience and a community from there. And then over time, because we've always had that mission and vision of creating a platform to connect women of color, black women to black providers, we then launched, um, rolled out that we were building out this platform and asked um, black healthcare providers to sign up. So it's not just limited to black female um, doctors, it's open to any um, black provider of color, whether you're an MD, whether you're a nurse practitioner, therapist, you can sign up. And so we just did some marketing around that and let people know that this um, feature existed. And um, word of mouth is, is what really kind of got us um, to where we are. We had a strong audience already, and then they spread the word. And that's how we've been able to get providers um, to, to list themselves. Yeah, I'm looking at your Instagram page right now, almost, I mean, over 17,000 followers. I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, mm. Very, very engaged audience. Um, you mentioned earlier that um, the healthcare system is not built for um, women of color, black women. Could you expound, expound on that a little bit? I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, if you don't mind. Yes, I mean, I think it's at, the, at this point, I would hope that it's it's known that, um, you know, the healthcare system like, historically has not um, been a system that Black people can trust, um, just given, you know, you know, we have the Tuskegee study and um, many studies about like the father, quote unquote, father of gynecology and, and how there were experiments done on black women um, to get to where we are now with um, medical advances. And, and those those things were not beneficial or helpful to black women. And so the, the racism that's kind of embedded in the healthcare system hasn't really been sussed out or addressed from a systematic way. And so when I say that the healthcare system wasn't built with black women in mind, um, that's what I'm speaking to, that they're the built on racism. And we've kind of just glossed over that and really haven't done anything in a very, you know, targeted way to dismantle that. And as black women, we're having to navigate a system that was built on our backs and our bodies, but wasn't built to care for us and give us the quality of care that we deserve. Are there personal experience that you've had that really motivated you to build Health in Her Hue um, and make it necessary? Um, any you want to share in particular, or we can pass. <laughs> so I've been fortunate in that I haven't really had a life-threatening situation where I've, I didn't have a doc. I didn't. I've never had an experience where a doctor wasn't listening to me, and I've been for the most part relatively health healthy. Mm -hmm. What really inspired me to create Health Interview was actually my time working for an academic medical center in a particular department in that center. And my experience there was, I was not treated properly as a black woman. Um, it was a very toxic work environment that in turn impacted my health. So I started breaking out in hives every day, couldn't figure out what was happening, um, was going to an allergist and she happened to be a white woman and was trying to get to the bottom of like, why am I literally breaking out in hives every day? And um, I, after I left the job, the hive stopped. So then I realized that it was, they were stress induced, but my doctor had me taking two Allegra's every day just to kind of keep the, um, keep the hives at bay and kind of just keep them under control. And I remember thinking like, this is not a sustainable solution for me. Like I can't just 
pop Allegra's um, every day for the rest of my life. I need to figure out what was happening. So after I left the job, the hive stopped. I recognized that they were stress-induced because I was in a toxic environment. Um, I thought to myself, you know, if if I if my doctor was a black woman and I have a black gynecologist and she and I talk about brunch, we talk about all these different social things that are happening in my life. And so she gets a better picture of me as a person as she's caring for me. And I remember thinking to myself, if I felt comfortable sharing with my allergist that I was working in a toxic environment and that I was being treated poorly because I was a black woman and I was dealing with micro and macro aggressions mm-hmm. that she might have, you know, gotten to the, you know, figured out that I was, the highs were stress induced, but because that never came up and I would have never thought to bring that up to a white woman, um, she just, we never got to the root cause of what was happening. And she ended up just prescribing me an over-the-counter medication that really wasn't addressing the root thing. And so that's my whole premise with Health Inner Hue is that black women have very unique lived experiences having to deal with racism in America. And if you're caring for us, you have to keep that in mind. You have to get a sense of what's going on in our social lives. What's our work environment like? What's our home environment like? What's our economic situation looking like? And all of those things need to be factored in as we're getting care. And so that was my personal inspiration. I've had friends and I've heard stories from other black women um, where it was more life-threatening scenarios, but that was my personal experience as a black woman um, that kind of, played a role in, in, in why I created Health Inner Hue. So it was, it was the stress-induced hives and, and my interaction with that provider, but also working for a health institution, a premier health institution, and seeing how insidious institutional racism is in some of our leading health systems, that was also the impetus for me wanting to bring awareness to Black women. Like, you need to be careful with where you're seeking care and how you're vetting your providers. Yes, I see that um, connecting Black women to culturally competent healthcare providers, services, and information is uh, a, your core mission. And clearly, this is an example of why it's so important. Can you describe some customers' experiences with the app? Um, what have you been hearing? What kind of feedback have you been getting from customers and users, and also healthcare providers? Yeah, so right now um, I've been getting lots of great feedback um, from members. They're tagging us on social media um, when they actually see articles talking about the disparities in healthcare. They've been tagging us and saying this is why a platform like this, like Health Inner Hue, is so needed. Um, but we've gotten a lot of inbounds from women on the patient side who said, "Look, I've changed all my doctors recently, or I just moved to a new city, and I was looking for a black um, provider, and I went on Health Inner Hue, and I was able to find one." Like within like five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the provider side, I've gotten some messages from doctors who said, in the past week, I've gotten five new patients and they've all referenced Health Inner Hue as the connective point. So this platform is very valuable to me as a provider um, and it's making me more accessible and visible to the patients who are actively looking for, for my services. So it's been a very validating experience to hear that like this hunch that I had um, is being validated in the market. We're not charging anyone right now. We just wanted to see, was there a demand for black women and women of color to use a platform like this? And also is this providing value to the providers as well? And um, it's right now it seems like the resounding answer is yes. And the community component is also um, something that's very valuable to both the providers and the patients. Women of color, black women specifically are looking for a space where they can connect with one another and not just appointments, but really to talk with one another and learn from each other about different health issues. 
Yeah, that was going to be one of my next questions was how is this operation being funded? How are you, how did you secure the financing to begin this business and this build this community and how is it surviving now? So the financing was actually bootstrapping. I think, oh. you know, most women of color, black women founders, you know, we start off with our own pockets because we don't necessarily have access to people who can just cut us a check. Um, so for the past two years, I've been bootstrapping, um, just believing in the mission and vision uh, and just, yeah, using my own resources, being scrappy and just building what something that I want to exist personally, but uh, I also know that my community needs. And so now we're at the point where we've built a significant amount of traction and we need to take the product to the next level. So I'm actively um, beginning to actually raise my what, what would be my pre-seed round. So talking to angel investors and looking for early stage firms to invest in us so that we can build out our product a bit better than it, it currently exists. Great. And how is Health and Her Hue promoting whole person health? other than connecting women with providers. Um, I believe mm -hmm. it also connects women to doulas as well. If, can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So we're not, it's not, the, um, the database is not just listed or limited to physicians. Um, we want doulas to sign up, lactation consultants. Right now, this week is Black um, Breastfeeding Week. And, you know, there's a disparity in breastfeeding amongst Black women. And so we want to increase the visibility of Black lactation consultants to Black women. So not even just psychiatrists, but also therapists, um, physical therapists. If you're a healthcare provider, you're a Black healthcare provider, this platform um, is for you because we want to connect Black women and women of color to healthcare providers writ large, not just physicians, but all types of providers. And then in addition to that, the educational component um, is important. So I, you know, as a public health professional, I don't think that just using technology to connect patients to doctors is the answer to um, systemic racism and um, health inequities. I do think that there is also a layer of education that needs to happen. Um, and once people have improved health literacy, then that really has the power to improve health outcomes. So we're thinking about healthcare from a holistic standpoint and not just uh, using technology to solve um, what's really a, a, a significant and complex problem. Where can women who log into the app and download the app um, do they have to live in a particular area or city to find healthcare providers? Where, where are healthcare providers and these other uh, healthcare professionals that you want to sign up to the app? Where are they located? Are they nationwide or are they are they uh, in specific cities or state in states? So we started off again being scrappy. We're just like we just want to get as many healthcare providers listed. We're mm -hmm. not even limited to geographic location. Right now we're getting ready to market to those areas, you know, market to physicians and providers in certain areas where we're seeing gaps on the app. Um, but when we first rolled it out, we just said, look, if you're a black healthcare provider, list yourself because I knew that black women were going to come running, running to it. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. People are coming on and saying, hey, I live in Wisconsin. I don't see as many providers um, in Wisconsin. And so the short answer to your question is that it's nationwide, mm -hmm. um, but they, we don't have every provider listed just yet. We have over uh, almost 800 providers listed now, and the top geographic areas have been New York, California, Georgia, um, and Washington, D.C. And so that's, that's most of the use on the app for both the 
providers and the patients. And so we're really trying to target getting a more national presence um, because the patients are, ring, are are messaging us and saying, hey, there we only see like three providers in, the, in Nevada. Can you get some more black doctors or black um, nurse practitioners in the Nevada area listed on the platform? So that's the next phase of like targeted marketing to specific geographic areas. Oh, that's great. And can you also talk about just other future hopes that you have for Health and Her Hue? What, you know, projecting five, 10 years out from now, what do you, what do you see happening in the future? What do you, how do you see yourself building um, out the platform even more for um, the community in which you want it to serve? And that needs needs these services as well. Yeah, so I really want to use Health and Her Hue as a platform to change the narrative around healthcare and to really, Um, Well, from a technology standpoint, we want to get to the point where we're able to offer telehealth services. So if you're a Black woman, you know you can come to Health and Her Hue to to find providers and just quickly book appointments. You also can rely on this platform as a trusted source of evidence-based health information. And then also know that you can use this platform to get consults from providers who understand your experiences as a woman of color. Um, But I'm really also interested in this integrated care model. So how do we um, create a one-stop shop for women of color who need reproductive health services, but who also need mental and behavioral health services? And so that's the way I'm thinking about Health Interview, a a digital platform that really understands the dynamic needs of women of color and a one-stop shop for um, for those services in a a digital um, medium. But thinking more broadly in terms of my vision as a public health professional, I really want to see change in the healthcare system so that Black women and women of color don't feel like they need to go someplace else to find care that's specific to their needs, but that we can really, you know, push the healthcare system to have some systemic change um, that really needs to happen so that lives literal lives can be saved. And so I see conferences, I see research changing um, to better reflect some of the healthcare issues that disproportionately affect Black women. I'm really hoping that this platform can um, just bring awareness to this issue in a way that really drives change. Um, and it isn't just keeping conversations on a, on a surface level. So where do you see healthcare quality, healthcare and just healthcare in general, the state of healthcare going in response to the inequities that are coming to light from COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement? Yes, I think- Big question. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a very deep, (laughs) very deep and complex question. Um, But what I will say there is that I think the healthcare system knew these issues existed. Like we have all these buzzwords, social determinants of health, um, we're, we are aware of health disparities and like the root causes for these things. But I think where we often get stuck is just talking about them and not really finding ways to get health systems or whole health systems and, and clinicians accountable to kind of addressing the macro issues that impact what's happening in clinical settings. That said, I think COVID has really shown that when we don't address those root causes that cause these inequities, that it will ultimately impact everyone from a cost standpoint and also from a public health standpoint. Um, But we see that certain communities are being disproportionately impacted right now because of COVID. um, And that's because the Black community is um, largely impacted by a lot of the the conditions that make someone more predisposed to contracting COVID or dying from COVID, rather. And so I think that this is, it's 
kind of revealed um, the gaps and the issues in our healthcare system in a way that really cannot, we cannot afford to ignore it. And I know that there's a push towards moving towards more value-based care versus just fee-for-service. And my prayer and hope as a public health professional is that this moment in time will really force us to think about, um, you know, moving healthcare in that direction where we're really thinking about how we are improving the healthcare and the quality of care that patients are getting versus just um, treating healthcare like a commodity. Um, where it's just a matter of like getting paid to to deliver a service. And in terms of like Black Lives, the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. I think, I think the pandemic and um, you know the Black Lives Matter movement being top of mind is like it's it's unfortunate to have to say this that it's a perfect marriage that like you cannot ignore these social things because they impact health ultimately. And if you say that you care about black patients, if you say you care about black and brown communities, you cannot ignore the, the social issues that have a direct impact on the quality of our life and the quality in our healthcare and our health outcomes. So that's what I have to say to that. What advice can you find for black women and women of color um, in Health in Her Hue and blog as well? for dealing with stress of COVID-19 and the fight for racial justice. Are are there any particular articles that stand out to you or any, uh, maybe you have personal words of advice that I can pass along (laughs) to friends of mine uh, or maybe even for myself as well um, that you've found that really stick out um, from the blog? Yeah, so there, um, we've gotten a few pieces that talk about um, like wellness um, there's one in term in, in this climate in particular, like how how to prioritize taking care of yourself and your mental health during COVID and during you know this racial climate that we're in. Um, but so I can't I don't want to misquote the titles, but they're like at the top of the of the blog. Um, mm-hmm. If you go on on the website, and then and what, is, what is the website? I just want to make sure you put that out there. Yes, it's healthinherhue.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, my personal tips and advice is that, you know, yesterday I actually tweeted that it's unfortunate that Black joy is now kind of seen almost like revolutionary and like as protests. But there are days when I wake up and I hear stories like, you know, or turn on the news and hear things about Jacob Blake or Breonna Taylor. And I have to literally choose that I'm I'm going to be joyful today. And so I, I encourage Black women and women of color to really find at least one thing every day that brings you joy. Because living in this pandemic, living in this racial climate, it's it's not a matter of is it, it's definitely taking a toll on our mental health. And so we have to be deliberate and intentional about carving space for our well-being and not for me, that means finding something at least once a day that brings me joy. For, for me, that means going out for a walk for 20 minutes, hopping on my Peloton and feeling like I did something good for myself and for my body. And so that that would be my tip and my, my words of encouragement there is to like read content, do something that brings you joy or that reminds you that you need to prioritize your personal health and well-being, especially in this climate and especially in this time. What are your thoughts on how health equity leaders can continue to stir this momentum of big players in the field now showing interest in addressing social determinants of health for vulnerable populations? And how are you and your team preparing for this? Yes, I think I think health equity leaders right now, this moment, I think 
a lot of times we there's a lot of discourse that happens and i'm a big proponent of like all right we talk about things what are we going to do uh, one of my favorite Toni morrison quotes is um i get angry about things and then i go on and work and so i think right now you know it's it's sometimes hard to change things from a systemic standpoint it's, it's hard to get the buy-in from other leaders no matter how passionate no matter how much evidence you have but i think in this moment where corporations organizations institutions cannot afford to turn a blind eye on these issues because it'll hurt their bottom line that now is the time to really pull on people's coattails and say, we have to do something. So personally, I mean, I'm working my, on my own business, which is all focused on trying to improve health outcomes. And I'm, I'm finding at least one thing that I can try to do to move the needle. And I think anyone and everyone in their respective positions should be using whatever privilege that they have or access to leaders um, that they have in the healthcare space right now, tap into tap into that and try to get some action in this moment because we have momentum and I think you have to try to capitalize on that momentum while you have it or not, or if not, people will go back to the status quo. Do you have any final thoughts you would like to add about health in her hue or any final thoughts about yourself or plans for the future for your company moving forward? Yes, I, one thing I'll, I want to add is that, you know, we're, we're still very early stage and, and the product that exists right now was really just meant to show that there's a demand and also for us to get a better sense of what um, users want before we actually raise capital and build something. I think it's important to learn um, what people want before you go on and build. And so that's the phase that we're in now. We're actively fundraising to get things to the next level. And one of the, the main things that I like to communicate is that I think that there's a lot of innovation happening in healthcare and that's very exciting. And I think, and I saw that there was a gap in digital health solutions that really spoke to women of color and our needs. Um, but I don't think that technology is the panacea that we can't just plug technology into a healthcare system that is essentially broken, that we need to um, tear things down and build also as we go. And so as I'm building Health Interview, I really want to have more conversations and discussions about how can we um, you know, change the healthcare system from a systemic standpoint so that as we're bringing in technology, um, it's not just like a Band-Aid, that we're actually tackling the root problem while we're also innovating really creative solutions to, to make the healthcare system better. All right. You all heard it first from Ashley Wisdom. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And we really look forward to hearing about the success of Health and Her Hue in the future. Thank you so much for having me. And that does it for this episode of Inside Healthcare. Before you go, check out NCQA's blog at blog.ncqa.org. We have all sorts of useful information there relating to healthcare quality, social determinants of health, heat as measures, and telehealth. So thanks again for joining us. We will see you again soon. Take care. Oh,